Here we go, and officially welcome to December. It's Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show. Really glad you're here. Great 60-minute show for you coming up. Emotional bias versus investment and retirement planning. How do we mess with ourselves on that, and how do we get out of that? Also going to talk about the silver lining of putting off retirement. A lot of people got to retire early. Some people now looking at what's going on are thinking, yeah, I might stay in the game a little bit more. There are some silver linings, and we're going to talk about that. I'm Danny Clayton, joined in the studio this weekend by Jason Cooper, research analyst. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Dave Spano is our president and CEO, Annex Wealth Management. Welcome to you. Yeah, thank you, everybody. And of course, you know, we talked last week about all the economic data that we were going to see this week, and there was a lot in a concluding on Friday morning with the jobs report and much better and much stronger than what we expected. We added 263,000 jobs. Jason, we expected 200,000. Yeah, it came in much stronger than expected. But what really surprised the market, I believe, is the hourly earnings, which continued to surprise to the upside. They grew at 5.1% versus an expectations of 4.6%. What's important there is is that the last print was 4.9%. So the markets had anticipated that wage growth would start to roll over, right. but it continued to accelerate to the upside. And that's and that's an issue. So wages continue to increase at six-tenths of a percent. And that was double expectations, as Jason just said. And so that really puts the Fed in a predicament. We're all watching the news that came out this week. And in fact, Powell even made some comments about perhaps slowing down the rate increases this past week as well. Yeah, he continued to highlight that monetary policy works with a lag, and the amount of tightening that has gone into the system has been so substantial with back-to-back-to-back 75 basis point increases. Yeah, that's right. There's been six rate increases this year. You know, we started basically at zero with the Fed continuing to buy mortgage-backed securities all the way into March of this year, started to raise rates. And now the rates today that the Fed looks at are about 375 to 4%. What the market is suggesting is the terminal rate or the end rate, which they're going to stop the rate raises, is more about 5%. So even if we get 50 basis points in early December, and that will be dependent upon that CPI report we'll get the day before, even if we get 50 basis points, we still probably have more to go. And that's what the market is trying to digest, especially in light of a strong jobs report. And I know internally we've been debating the difference between a pause and a pivot, but the market is currently pricing and at least there will be a pause after December until May. And with respect to what Powell is looking for, he highlighted that the risk is that these wage increases become a self-fulfilling prophecy due to inflation in the economy. And he highlighted, I think it was underappreciated, that he was willing to tolerate lower demand for labor for a longer period of time, meaning higher unemployment going forward and muted GDP growth. Yeah, that's crazy. Think about that, Danny. You talk about supply and demand, and we often talk about that. So the supply of workers is low, but the demand from companies remains high. So that's just just pushing up wages and prices. Headline I saw said... The jobs number, good for workers, not great for the Fed. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, Yeah, and that's that's very observant. And, of course, when we look at that, what we're concerned about is will they continue to raise rates? And as rates go up, folks, it puts a lot of pressure on risk assets. Normally, talk about risk assets as securities, equities, 
and real estate. And the real estate market continues to be under pressure. I saw something this week, which was really shocking to me, in that a 30-year home mortgage at 3% on an average house price came out to $1,349. But at 7%, it was $2,100. That equates to a 37% decrease in home prices. So you talk about all the inputs that the Fed is looking at. They are certainly trying to break the bubble of real estate. We know that wages are under control, and there's really not much they can do about food and energy. So it's tough to be a Fed official right now. Agreed. I, I don't envy them in this position. The dual mandate is really a killer. Yeah, that's right. So to a dual mandate, two jobs, keep inflation under control or what's called price control. And number two is full employment. Their target, of course, is higher than what it is. That really means, folks, they want the unemployment rate to go up. Sounds counterintuitive, but that is the world we're living in. A little bit later on in the show, we're going to talk about the silver lining of putting off retirement. And Dave, that doesn't mean if you're putting off retirement, you do not need a plan. No. In fact, you need the vision. Exactly. You really need the vision heading into whatever next year is going to be. And it could be a doozy in 2023. Can we help? I think we can. We do investment and retirement planning, tax planning and estate planning. Most important part, we're going to say this until until the cows come home as a fee-only fiduciary. That is total fee transparency. You deserve that. We provide that. Know the difference. It's one team, one plan, one fee. Reminder, we can review available on demand this weekend on our YouTube channel in Axiom, our Sunday newsletter, Spotify at the top of the hour, AnnexWealth.com. This is Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show, Saturday, December 3rd. We're going to be right back on 620 WTMJ. Back on Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show, a couple of things. Sign up for the Axiom. That's our free weekly newsletter. We've got a bunch of social media presence. We're on LinkedIn. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. Our YouTube channel, really good. We're on Spotify with a couple of podcasts. One is the SWAT podcast, and that has members of the Annex Wealth Management investment team. If you really like the market stuff, you got to check this thing out, usually up by mid-morning on Mondays. Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show. I'm Danny Clayton. Jason Cooper, research analyst at Annex, is here. Dave Spano's riding along. He is president and CEO, Annex Wealth Management. Thanks, Danny. You know, it's hard to do this on the radio, and we often, in our offices, we use a lot of screens and a lot of standing up in front of presentations. So I'm going to try to paint this picture. So think about this circle, a pie chart, if you will. So there's stocks is one portion. There's bonds, there's cash, and there's alternatives, which often are filled with things like real estate and commodities. And where you push that money around within that pie is really important. That's frankly called asset allocation. So we drill down even more into that. And we talk about equities. And in equities or stocks, there's places to invest, sectors that are good and sectors that are not. And then you take it one more. And then, Jason, you take it one step further and look at the actual companies inside of those sectors. And we watched some earnings highlights this week. Great one out of Salesforce this week. And Salesforce is a customer relationship management software company. And what's so fantastic about them is they're about 10 times the size of their next largest competitor. Right. And by the way, the ticker is CRM, which stands for that, correct? That's true. And Salesforce partners with many of the Fortune 1000 companies, so they get a lot of insight with respect to what's going on in the economy. And when we have the opportunity to participate in a conference call, we can almost develop a mosaic of what's going on and what the management team is relating. So they talked about strengths like the travel, hospitality, automotive, energy, and manufacturing industries. And then they also pointed to some weaknesses like marketing, IT, and financial services. And that's, that's great stuff. That's great insight into the whole overall mosaic, as you'd like to say. It provides us with the opportunity from an asset allocation perspective to look at what earnings are likely to do or discounted by the market 
and then recheck back with management to see, hey, maybe there's an area that's underlooked or maybe there's an area where expectations are too high. So having that ability to touch down and get at the deep individual stock level provides us with added insight and capabilities from an analytic perspective. And you've underwritten almost every single position that we look at, right? So you think about, for example, energy, you start at 30,000 feet. And by the way, a lot of news this week on the energy front, and one of those is looking for a cap on Russian oil at $60. Now, I kind of scoffed at that when I saw it because there's ways around it for them. They could just sell the oil to India, for example, but we'll see if that actually works. All of that moves the energy market significantly, and that is really kind of weird that when we go from tick to tick and look at that information, more importantly, we underwrite. And that is the most important piece. You look at their sales, you look at their growth, you look at their earnings, and that's really what's important. And one thing that you do look for is free cash flow when you're doing these reports. Yeah, the energy sector right now is generating some of the strongest free cash flow across the entire market. I believe the free cash flow yield on the securities are about 10% here. So even though there has been tremendous outperformance of the energy sector, so long as the price remains elevated, there is an increased likelihood that distributions to shareholders via dividends and repurchases will remain high and the securities continue to remain cheap. In, In the meantime, you have the administration basically putting a floor under oil at $70 because they're actively saying that because they've been drawing down on the strategic petroleum reserves, if oil moves to 70 they will be active buyers. And that makes it easier to underwrite when you know the underlying price for sure. But, you know, they were going to have volatility now through the end of the year, uh, and especially before earnings season starts into January, because there's going to be tax lot selling that we're going to have to watch. There's going to be year-end window dressing. And all of that really means that we're going to have volatility through the rest of the year. But as you like to say, the right mindset comes from financial planning. Yeah, it it gives us the opportunity to reassess risk tolerance, understand what you own, and ensure that advice is coming from a fiduciary. Thank you very much. Jason Cooper, research analyst at Annex Wealth Management. Dave Spano, our president and CEO. Hey, folks, can we help fill out that contact form? Click that Get Started button. This is the time Annex is ready. You know, sometimes we're our own worst enemy when it comes to investment and retirement planning. What does that really mean? We're going to talk about it next on Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show, 620 WTMJ. Someone asks how you are. Most of the time, it's good. So how's your money, your investments, your retirement plans? Given everything going on, good might not be the answer. It's time for Annex Wealth Management. Head to AnnexWealth.com. Click the Get Started button. Annex will build a plan that addresses your financial, retirement, tax, and estate planning. Annex Wealth Management can change the conversation. We don't want you to answer good. We want you to feel the confidence of saying great. Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management. AnnexWealth.com. Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management, Deanne Phillips, Director of Client Learning Development, CFP, CDFA, and ABF Professional at Annex Wealth Management. Welcome back. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So we've all heard the phrase, trust your gut, and it works for me more times than not, but it can also be an emotional bias that we need to watch out for, especially when it comes to your investment and retirement plan. Deanne Phillips knows a lot about this. She's an ABF. What is that again, real quick? Accredited behavioral finance professional. Let's talk about the ways we can get tripped up. The first emotional bias we need to watch out for is loss aversion. That makes sense. It does. So this generally means a dollar found is great, but a dollar lost is more impactful to us as people. So when we apply this to our finances as a whole, and in particular to investments, loss aversion can look like someone saying, well, the markets are down and I rode this mutual fund all the way down. Now I have to 
to wait till it comes all the way back before I sell it because I don't want to lose anything in it. Now, the challenge here is in making sure it's actually the right holding for you from a holistic point of view. Not only if it's a good fund, obviously, and well-managed and, and can make it back up, but also mutual fund mass a little wonky. It takes double to get back up to where you were before. And if it's not something you would buy or hold right now, why would you wait? So this is something we tell ourselves because of loss aversion, we feel we have to wait for recovery instead of getting into the assets that are best for us now to help us meet our goals. Next bias is overconfidence. That would be easy when things are good. Right. So this can lead us to becoming too confident in our own general ability or or the information that we've been able to publicly obtain and thus in our ability to act in our own best interest. But we already know that we tend to, being people, want to move toward what the herd's doing or with momentum. Just like any profession, financial planning is a practice that requires discipline, knowledge, experience. This is where certified financial planner practitioners can actually assist with holistic planning. And every plan is different. And certainly, it's simpler to make money when everything's moving up, right? You just kind of throw a dart at the board and, hey, the high tide takes up everything. But it's different in a bear market, in a stock picker's market. That's when especially knowledge and expertise come into play. How about self-control bias? Can you explain that one? Yeah. So again, we're people, which means that we tend to seek instant gratification. I know I do. I'm having a bad day. I want that cookie, right? So in finance, this could look like instant gratification or feeling better in the moment as opposed to waiting for that longer term reward. This can derail a financial plan. And financial plans, you know, they're made up of both long-term and short-term goals. So we have to be aware of not just doing instant buys or sells or or knee-jerk reactions that might derail our long-term prospects. We're with Deanne Phillips, emotional biases that can create issues with investment and retirement planning. Here's one. Don't want to surprise you with this status quo bias. So, you know, I just want to say here, Danny, with all of these biases, and in particular this one, sometimes the reason why you hire a wealth manager is to help save us from our own behaviors. So this particular bias status quo can look like paralysis by analysis, right? It's the fear of making the wrong decision. So then we make no decision at all. Status quo. And we might think, gee, if I stay the same... Well, of course, I'll get the same result. And is that result working? So this bias can keep people from exploring options that may help them get closer to their goals. Here's a new one. Regret aversion bias. Is that a cousin of loss aversion? It really is. So again, sometimes we seek out the information that confirms what we believe. And we're so afraid of making the wrong decision and being regretful, again, that it can lead to inaction. So someone being so afraid of doing the wrong thing, they actually end up doing nothing that moves them closer to their goals. And our final emotional bias to be on guard for is affinity bias. That's what the home team or stuff you love. Yeah. You know, think back a company stock held in a 401k, for example, people think, Hey, I work for this great firm. They're publicly traded. I'm going to buy their stock and show my loyalty, right? My affinity to this company. This can also show itself like, Hey, I shop at this current retailer. Why wouldn't I own the stock? But these are all very different things. And this is where a wealth manager can look and say, all right, that company stock in your 401k, 
Would you buy it now? Not would you hold it? Because our affinity will say, well, of course I'll hold it. I've been Mm -hmm. working for the firm, right? But we have to look at what does it do to the risk within the portfolio? And just because we like a company or shop somewhere doesn't mean it's a good buy or a good hold right now. The same thing can be said for not playing our political views too. We need to look a little bit broader than that beyond what we think and watch for trends and more important, valuation in the market. I'm going to guess the takeaway is, and you kind of touched on it earlier, is get somebody on your side that can guard you from these things. Right. We all have these innate biases. You know, the first step is acknowledging we have them and understanding which ones really kind of drive us so that we can have an honest conversation with our financial planner. For investment and retirement planning, tax planning, and estate planning, we do it as a fee-only fiduciary. We want you to know the difference. Website, AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button. Start that wealth metric process. Deanne Phillips, Director of Client Learning Development, CFP, CDFA, and at ABF. Thanks for joining us. (laughs) Thanks for having me. Saturday, December 3rd, still to come, silver linings if you put off retirement. It's bottom of the hour, time for news. And for that, we head to the WTMJ Breaking News Center. Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management. Amy Bremer, Wealth Manager at Annex Wealth Management, joins us. Hey, Amy. Hi, Danny. You know, it is hard to keep up, folks. During the pandemic, many chose early retirement. Now, if that wasn't you, but boy, did that sound good. You might have had a date penciled in on the calendar for when you wanted to retire. But then markets got volatile. You started thinking of maybe waiting a little longer. Don't be bummed about that. There is a silver lining. We've got a list of reasons why it might not be so terrible to delay retirement. And you wouldn't be alone. But 40% of workers are planning to push retirement later in life due to inflation. And that's according to a recent study by the Nationwide Retirement Institute. Amy, what are the potential positives? Thanks, Danny. First positive is you give yourself more time to save and invest. Right. We've talked often about not timing the market, but time in In the market. In the market, absolutely. And most retirees feel that once they hit that magic number of $1 million, they're ready to retire. But unfortunately for most Americans, they're nowhere near that number. Vanguard put out a survey earlier this year, and it said most folks who are between the ages of 45 and 54 have around a 61,000. And then the folks that are aged 55 to 64 have around 90,000. That's nowhere near that magic number. So by working longer, it gives you more time to earn income and live off that income, save and invest for your future retirement. Delaying retirement. The second point is, is you can delay Social Security. And as we know, if you wait longer, you get more. That's exactly correct. So as much as you are able to start collecting Social Security at age 62, that's not always the best decision for most folks. Um, You have a full retirement age, which allows you to start collecting either at 66 in some months or age 67 for most folks. But the longer you wait to take Social Security, it continues to grow. So if you're still working at your job and living off of your income, kind of keeping that Social Security on the shelf, that's still growing. And the latest you can take it is at age 70. You know, it's hard for us to do that, though, right? Remember that 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 study with the kids, they give them one marshmallow, but yes. if they waited 15 minutes, they could have two. I failed that took, test. I, I failed, did it. It's I, terrible. I have no patience. But you know, there's an actual math behind it, right? And and when I went through my plan at Annex, I wanted Social Security at 62, and I was given great reasons why not to do that. Yeah. And part of it is it's better off to wait in your specific financial plan. Everyone has their own financial plan based on their income, their spending levels. And for some folks, it makes sense to start at 62. For some people, it doesn't. Yeah. 
third reason for choosing to delay retirement, you like what you do. Danny, I cannot tell you how many folks that I work with here at Annex who I am begging for them to retire. They love their jobs. They love getting up in the morning. They're passionate about what they do. They got a sense of purpose. And a lot of folks are, they don't know what they would do if they didn't work. So if you're happy in your job and you love what you're doing, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Amen. We're with Amy Bremer, Wealth Manager at Annex Wealth Management. Don't be too disappointed if you put off retirement in light of inflation and the economy. Another reason would be? You have work benefits Uh that end when you retire. Work benefits, things like 401k, Roth, and traditional with a company match. This is free money, people. Another option that you get are health benefits, dental benefits, vision benefits. Medicare covers health if you're age 65, but there's no dental or vision. And a lot of times if you retire before the age of 65, you're on the hook for your own medical insurance in addition to dental and vision like everybody else. And that ain't cheap. No, sorry, Bob. On the Affordable Care Act exchanges, you may qualify for some subsidies, but a lot of people don't. Putting off retirement, not ideal, but there are some silver linings. Our last reason is is you can wait out inflation. Inflation. I feel like that's a four-letter word. So inflation hasn't been this high for 40 years. 40 years. That's how old millennials are right now. 40 years. So by continuing to work and living off of that paycheck and that income, it helps to lessen the blow that inflation is causing right now. Would it have been great to take early retirement? Yeah, maybe if you could swing it. But if you're putting off retirement because of what's going on, there are some silver linings that we just covered. What's our bottom line, really? Bottom line is, is that there's no magic formula for retirement. Retirement is an individual decision based on individual data points that are specific just to you. So that's the benefit of working with a certified financial planner like myself and my colleagues here at Annex to help guide you through those decisions and make sure that you're choosing an informed path. Maybe, folks, you didn't have the right plan in the first place. Maybe you could retire with a plan built from a fee-only fiduciary. For investment and retirement planning, tax planning, and estate planning, know the difference. Our website is AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Start a Button. Start that wealth metric process. Amy Bremer, Wealth Manager at Annex Wealth Management. Thanks for your time. My pleasure, Danny. It's Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show. We're going to be right back on 620 WTMJ. Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management. Mark Beck, Managing Director, Wealth Management Services and a Wealth Manager at Annex. Welcome back. Thank you. Folks, if you're a regular listener, you might be one of four types, a client of Annex Wealth Management. And if that's the case, thank you. The second is maybe you're working with somebody else, but we know you're gleaning valuable information from this show. We want you to know the difference with Annex. The third, a do-it-yourselfer. Fourth is somebody who doesn't work with anybody or do much planning at all because you're going to figure it out later. The relationship with Annex and our clients is a two-way street, and we ask just as many questions as our clients. It needs to be a great fit on both sides. We're going to run through a five-point list of questions that you need to ask yourself when it comes to deciding if working with Annex Wealth Management is the correct move. And Mark, the first is, do you need help with financial planning, or are you just looking for stock tips? Well, that's a really great question, a good place to start right there. If you're doing all your own planning on your own and you're looking for great stock tips, you know, there are a lot of wonderful newsletters out there and things you can subscribe to. If you're looking for a relationship with a wealth management firm, you're looking for a lot more than that. You're looking for an understanding of risk, 
and liquidity needs, and you're looking for long-range strategy, you're looking for execution and support, guidance, really planning, that's really what you should be expecting out of the relationship with a comprehensive wealth management firm. If you're just looking for those hot stock tips, you know, you're not going to really meld together well and have a strategy that really is going to be in your best interest. Another question to ask yourself is, are you ready to follow advice or do you just want to hear what you want to hear? You know, the place where this might be common would be you start the relationship and you're thinking to yourself, well, I've got a tax person. So I'm not going to give you my tax return, and we don't need to talk about that. And I did an estate plan, so I don't know why you need to see you know the estate plan. I've got somebody for that. What you're missing is how we can bring all of those things together and be there along the way, because this might not be the year that there's some impact on your estate plan, for example, but it is likely to show up in your personal situation as it evolves in how the laws and rules evolve and change over time and the coordination of all of those areas. So the willingness to open up and be ready to engage and share information and then look for advice is so important in that. We're with Mark Beck, Managing Director of Wealth Management Services and a wealth manager at Annex Wealth Management. List of five questions to ask yourself because working with an advisor is a two-way street and it works best when there's an open line of communication. Here's another one. Do you have the discipline to stay the course? Sometimes stay the course is the right answer. Most people are thinking right now about the investment portfolio. We're in a bear market period. Should I be doing something different? Well, now is a good time where there should be adjustments to the portfolio, but in the middle of a price correction environment, for example, stay the course is exactly the right answer at that time. But you also should think about it a little bit more broadly. Stay the course can be, okay, we've got a good plan on track here. Let's stay on this path and stay committed to the action items that we've mapped out over time and not get distracted from our long-range planning by the short-term nature of what's happening in the investment markets right now. I've also heard when times are volatile like they are and someone calls with a concern, many times a wealth manager will say, but the plan still works. Yeah, and this is an understanding of the nuances of the plan, how it's built and how it incorporates many different types of risk. So for example, we're in a down market period, but we're testing your financial planning through good and bad periods from this point forward. So just because you're seeing a decline in portfolio values doesn't mean your financial plan is completely knocked off track. You've kind of answered the fourth question is, do you have a good understanding of risk? That's important. Risk in many different types though, right? So everybody thinks about risk in terms of the investment portfolio, and that's important. That's risk in terms of what kind of downside volatility do I have to stomach, but also risk in terms of do I have to change my lifestyle if I'm in my retirement years. But don't forget about other types of risk. Pass away too early, lose an income stream. Tax risk can be really important as well. Those are all pieces of the puzzle. Here's the fifth, and it's kind of my favorite. To what extent would access to the knowledge and technology of Annex Wealth Management to assess and manage investments improve your financial life versus doing it yourself? You know, some of the most successful people you know, they value the input of professionals who are focused on their area. I always liken this to a plumbing project. Five trips to Home Depot and I may get the plumbing project adequately done, but never as well and as simply and as professionally as hiring the plumber. That's really good. We'll leave it at that. For investment and retirement planning, tax planning, and estate planning, we do it as a fee-only fiduciary. Know the difference? 
website, AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button. Start the wealth metric process. Good stuff. Mark Beck, Managing Director, Wealth Management Services, and a wealth manager at Annex Wealth Management. Thank you for your time. My pleasure. This is Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show, Saturday, December 3rd. We're going to be right back to wrap things up on 620 WTMJ. We're back. It's Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show. Quick reminder, this show will be on Spotify as a podcast you can listen to on demand whenever you want. That'll be at the top of the hour. I'm Danny Clayton, joined in the studio now by Mark Beck, Managing Director, Wealth Management Services. Welcome. Thank you. Dave Spano still here. He's President and CEO. Guys, I got something for you. Ask Annex has taken the Thanksgiving break off, but it'll be back next weekend. But we did get a question, and I'd love to put it on the radio because I'd like to get back to Joan on this, if you don't okay, mind. Okay, sure. Okay. This one is from Joan, and she asks... Do you sell any insurance products like multi-year guaranteed annuities? Simple question. Yeah, well, it's it's not a simple answer, right? So a couple of things going on. Uh, number one is when we do our wealth management, our financial planners, and as you all know, we have lawyers and CPAs and PhDs that are on our staff. And when we do in some in-depth estate planning, sometimes there's a need for an insurance case. We refer that out. And by the way, I want to get this in because Giving Tuesday was this past week, and I want to bring this up. Sometimes when there's an insurance sale and we refer that out, we ask the insurance agent to uh, donate some to Annex Cares, which is our foundation that supports so many events around the city. So wanted to put that out there, number one. But number two, we do not sell insurance products. And I think people need to be aware of that because sometimes we see financial advisors and they go under and and use the guise of a fiduciary and then turn around and sell somebody an insurance product. Okay. Having said that, Mark, let's answer Joan's question. Yeah. And it's a complex question because the multi-year guaranteed annuity concept comes with so many different caveats, um, things they call riders, which is to me layers of expenses and complexity. And what I've seen throughout history is it's very, very uncommon that the investor sort of wins. So when you do the math, right, and you look at how much money did I invest, I could have put it to a balanced portfolio, accept the risk of the ups and downs, and over time, I gain my average annual rate of return. When you're shifted over to an annuity product, what you're doing is shifting the risk. You have to pay the insurance company to accept that risk. And they're going to layer in all these different ways where you could potentially get ahead in their mind. But all of that has to be netted out of all of those costs. And so in the down markets, you exacerbate the down market because of the extra layers of fees and complexity. So I think one of the keys here, annuities are a sold product. Very, very rarely I've ever seen somebody come looking for one of those things. And, and so a couple of things. Number one is the insurance agent, you know, who sometimes holds himself out as a financial advisor, but isn't. Uh, sometimes we'll go and sell that product and they'll defend against what you just said that says, but it's tax deferred and you've shifted to risk. And what's wrong with shifting some of my risk to the big bad insurance company, right? So that's what they're going to say against that. One of those products is a variable annuity, kind of what you were explaining. But sometimes there's this stream of payments. You know, Do you use it for accumulation or do you use it for distribution? That's part of the answer. Yeah, if it's distribution, what you're doing is thinking about it like buying your own personal pension plan, right? And that's a spot where it can work. The problem is that for a long time, people would sort of 
amp up that fear element, sell this annuity, and if you did a calculation of the internal rate of return, so what you were getting credited from the annuity company was next to nothing. So really what you did is give them your money and then they pay it back to you in a stream. Well, I'd be happy to do that for you, right? <laughs> Flip that around now, company. you know, you might be coming into an environment where interest rates are higher. Here might be a spot where you can start to think about ways to get guaranteed income streams, especially in an environment where you maintain flexibility. I think that's a key to me. You know, the marketing for annuities uses that phrase with guaranteed income. Right. I mean, so, and I think that people hear that mm-hmm. and they are in the middle of a tumultuous season and it sounds pretty good, but yeah. you got to look deeper. You got to look deeper and that's the reason why know what you own and how much you're paying for it is so important. Sometimes you got to read those prospectuses and those contracts, which are, of course, written by lawyers for the insurance companies. But I just want to, I want to end with this folks is, you know, be careful because there are financial advisors and I use the term advisors in air quotes and I really think the SEC should, uh, should look into that and, you know, who calls themselves an advisor, if you just call, call, come out and say, I'm an insurance broker, that's fine. Nothing wrong. I think there's a place for it, right? But don't come out and say that you're a financial advisor and then sneak an annuity around uh, with some of those client assets. We see it all the time, uh, and I hear it in lots of places. And so, of course, that's, those, that's how I want to end the show. More importantly, financial planning is for everybody, and that's what you do on a daily basis, Mark. It is for everybody. You know, you don't wait until that moment is right. You get started whenever you can because, boy, there's so much that you can learn, so much that you can do to move the needle, to coordinate efforts, to not leave accounts behind, to make sure that you're on track, that you're doing the little things correct, all of which snowball and accumulate over time. Never have I met with a new client who says, boy, I think I'm here too early. It's almost always. I wish I'd have been here a long time ago. Mark, earlier in the show, we had the silver linings of putting off retirement. You're in, you're in the game longer, right? You're, you're contributing. You're, you're not paying health insurance if you got it through the company. That doesn't mean you shouldn't have a financial plan, right? You need that clear path. Absolutely. So many little things, so much spots, so many spots for guidance that can accumulate and really just put you on a right path to be better prepared for any transition, whether it's unexpected loss of a job or a wonderful transition into a secure and enjoyable retirement. So, Joan, that was a long answer, but we hope we answered the question, do you sell any insurance products like multi-year guaranteed annuities? The answer was no, but get with us and tell us what it is you're looking for with a financial plan. That's the way it starts. It starts for everybody at AnnexWealth.com by clicking that Get Started button. AnnexWealth.com. Now is the time. Annex is ready. This Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show on 620 WTMJ.